I have an important question for you from a friend of the show. I hopefully have an important answer. You don't have an important answer, but you likely have an answer. Okay. Are you still, like, running consistently? Uh, no. Okay. (laughs) I wish, but not these days, no. Okay. Like, lack of time or what? Uh, yeah, lack of time, or, like, lack of the right block of time, I guess, is one aspect of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I have, like, certain parts of the day that I like running during and certain parts of the day that I don't like running during. And other parts of my life has started to dominate the times that I like to run. Um, So I've branched out in the ways that I get my physical activity throughout a day. Mm -hmm. But, yes, no, I'm disappointed in that. I kind of wish I had been, or I wish I was doing it more, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we'll find a way here in the next few weeks to get back into the swing of things but who knows okay was can just... i ask what spurred that question or was it just <laughs> a random important question i was telling greg how you fixed my knee in about 30 seconds by telling me to foam roll it several months ago oh did that help i don't even remember if like i remember um, telling you that but i don't remember you saying you actually did it or anything oh yeah i thought i thought we had talked about it the the podcast record may show one way or the other but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I had like the two or three days where I could only walk very, very painfully and could hardly go up and down stairs because of how bad my knee felt. And then I finally foam rolled and the next morning it was like totally fixed. Nice. And every so often I'll think about it and be like, you know what? I'd have, I haven't had any, even the hint of an issue since, but I also had no warning that this was going to happen until all of a sudden it happened. So every yeah. so often, every few weeks, maybe I'll kind of think about it again and just do it anyway, just mm-hmm. to be safe. So yeah, it's a been totally fine since. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's well, a it's a weird, like, I don't know, it's a weird, not personal health thing, but like a physical wellness. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like stretching, but weirder to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely I'm get glad that. it helped. Yeah, me too. And I think it's a particularly good because like where the act of disc golfing can be surprisingly not good for your knee in the sense of like you are, and it's a kind of the same with baseball where like you are doing a lot of planting with your foot and then mm-hmm. twisting around that pivot point. Yeah. And you need to be careful to not do it in a way that totally tweaks either your ankle or your knee and for the most part i think that i'm you know i have good form with that sort of stuff and i'm not doing anything that's going to cause long-lasting damage but it could still happen you could kind of have an accident happen or whatever you slip or or catch in an unexpected way uh Mm -hmm. and also how hilly the course is it's good for me to take care of my knees for sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's how it came up. It, it, I was telling Greg about that. I don't remember how that came up, but we were talking about it. And then he asked whether you still ran. Mm. So. <laughs> that fits. Yep. I buy that story. I don't think you're lying to me. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Well, that would be, that would be such a, like a, I don't, I don't know what the, if there is a single word for a serial liar in the same way that like, you know, Compulsive? there's like. Well, yeah, compulsive liar is like a two-word thing, but I'm thinking of something like kleptomaniac. 
Right, oh. A fun word of like, it's just that thing. Uh, in either case, that would be a, a, quite a warning sign for me if I suddenly revealed that, no, I was actually lying about that entire story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. You'd be surprised. Word? word for compulsive lying. Pathological, also known as mythomania, or pseudologia fantastica. Ooh. I'm not sure which I like more. Mythomania is a bit more uh, clear. Pseudologica, mm-hmm. f- Pseudologia Fantastica is, is a little a little heavy. A little snooty. Yeah. Actually, that makes me think of, I almost, like, because it seems like you're talking about, like, lying for absolutely no reason type deals. Mm-hmm. Other than just for funsies. Yep. Uh, and I had been debating on whether or not I wanted to do that. Um, about a specific part of my life. Oh, um, for the next, you know, five years? Yeah. Give or take? <laughs> and, and I had made a decision, and then I was in the situation where I had to make a decision immediately. Uh, and I made one decision, then backed out. <laughs> um, and it was because a, a mutual friend of ours had done it prior, and I thought it was hilarious and funny. And the the lie was telling people that your birthday is on leap day. Oh, okay, that whole thing, yes. <laughs> and so I I've been really considering it, and I started, and then I backed out because I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. It I think like lying about your birthday as a long running joke to a few people is a massive difference than like lying about your... mundane stories just to f with someone. <laughs> well, also that also lying about the entire thing that you are spending over a third of your life on for many years, right? A, yeah. b- a birthday is one 365th of your life. Well, uh, my, I was going to lie about my birthday. Oh, that's what you were going to lie about? That was going to be the actual lie I was going to use. Oh. Okay. Never mind then. Well, then you definitely shouldn't because that's just too too much piggybacking off someone with a much better idea many years before. That's a, that's how all the best things are done, though. Piggybacking on someone else's idea. Well, when but other you're people like don't literally just person. taking it. You're not even twisting it. You think he would care? He would no, love it's it. Not a, it's not about him caring. Then why is it not it's the good? The principle of the thing. That's just like saying, <laughs> like, oh, you can't have like the same favorite book as someone else because like you're not being creative enough. They already have it. No, no, that's totally different. Or if you if can't I use a magic you, trick that was developed by someone else because it's not creative enough. That's I I don't think that's quite the same either. I think it's almost exactly the same. No. It's a deception based effect used to entertain and cause enjoyment amongst others that was developed by another person. I think that there's a different connotation to a magic trick than to lying about one's birthday. <laughs> I don't want to say lying. That makes it sound harsh. Well, you're either lying or you're not lying about your birthday. That is true, but <laughs> the connotation of what you're saying is different than the actual effect that it has in the real world. Not necessarily. Depends on who you're lying to. I disagree with that premise. In but... either case, I still think it's a good idea that you did not lie about your about your birthday, regardless of who it was to. I disagree, but it's fine. Well, I you still going back on it. I should have rolled with it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure you could find some other dumb thing to lie about if you really feel like you need the rush. I know, but that was such a perfect one. And then we can have an intervention a few years down the line, and it'll be a whole thing. 
I don't know why you feel the need to have an intervention for me. I'm definitely not the one that's going to need well, the intervention. I don't here. feel the need to have an intervention right now. I'm saying that three years down the line, I might feel the need. Oh, this yeah. Might okay. be scr- this might it. be scratching an itch that you can't get unscratched, you know? Oh, yeah. This is, is your you this is your trying heroin just because you want to see what happens to you when you try it. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First, I'm it's, sure first, leave growing, all this in because it's Mark's podcast. First, it's, it's, it's growing long show. hair. Now it's lying. <laughs> Next, you're gonna be living down in a van by the river. <laughs> I'm a wild man, Mark. You gotta let me roam. Don't put me in no box. Don't tell me what my birthday is. It'll be whatever I want it to be. I didn't be. tell you anything. I'm not dictating anything. I'm just providing you my friendly opinion. Yeah, okay. Which is, Whatever. in my opinion, is that I but think it was telling... a good idea to not lie about your birthday. But why does it matter, though? I'm not saying it matters. Well, if it has, like, if there can be a good or bad idea, that implies that it matters. Because if it didn't matter, then it would just be an idea, because you can't have good or bad if it doesn't matter. Like, Okay, how about this? I'll level with you. You don't have the comedic chops as our other friend to pull this off in as funny of a way. He didn't pull it off in a funny way at all. I think he did. (laughs) I don't know. See, I think others involved in this situation would disagree with you because (laughs) others found it very much not funny. (laughs) Well, now you know how I feel, Grant. Okay. (laughs) Got him. Got him. Yeah, but it was funny to me, which is all that matters. Because the world revolves around me. Even though I know on this podcast, you're like twisting around, making it seem like everything revolves around you because just Mark's show, it's his deal, da 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 But really, everything revolves around me. Oh, I'm glad we're in such a good mood today. I was in a great mood until I started talking to your stupid behind. Well, let me ask you a question. Maybe that'll put a really good mood into you. Um. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's have this be the final podcast. <laughs> I was I was wondering if you had any further moving related stories to share with the group. Oh yikes! I don't. What ones did we talk about last week? I don't even remember. I think we just mainly talked about. We talked about your couch. Oh, and we talked about. Still hurts. <laughs> and still I think hurts. we did end up talking about internet service. Internet? Okay. And I think that's all we talked about. And I, and I was left with oh, the impression we, that there was a, a bit more to share, a bit more in the well. We talked about uh, Penske, didn't we? Oh, yeah, at the very end. I, I, did, I did leave I that in. I horribly described U-Haul by the I did leave colors. that in, and I did end up tweeting at U-Haul about it. No, you did? Uh, I should actually check the Twitter. Oh, I, uh, I don't think we've gotten Twitter. a response. Um, Let me just see. Yeah, I tweeted... Uh, hey, at U-Haul, we don't like you. Oh, that's kind of harsh. Like, not harsh enough, but like... Oh, we did get a response three days ago. What'd they say? Wait. Hello, we are very sorry to hear that. If we can be of any assistance, please use this link, blah, 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 to send us details as to what happened and the reservation number and name it's under. Thank you, Rochelle. You want me to send you the info? (laughs) I'm not going to deal with this. (laughs) Okay. I'd have to make sure that your birthday is correct anyway. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, I will if you actually want me to. I think it might be kind of funny, too. <laughs> how do I view the response? I don't know how to Twitter. 
go to Twitter, find the most okay, recent tweet, and then just click it. on I it. I see it. I got it. I was clicking on the wrong spot. Okay. I didn't get a notification that they, uh, or I probably did get a notification, just didn't notice it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Their Twitter handle or whatever is you all cares. Yep. You all don't care about shit. Sorry. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I censored myself like three times already, and then I screw up on that. Like, that wasn't even a fun one. That didn't even feel gratifying. Uh, Whatever. We'll, we'll discuss it later. We'll see where we want to okay. go with it. Um, I'm trying to think about other moving things. I feel like I've tried to, like, block a lot of it out. So mm-hmm. I'm trying off the top of my head to, like, pull up things. Cause I gave you all the juicy ones. Okay. Right off the bat. I'm just, sorry, I'm trying to get my couch out of my head. Because I have other couch questions I want to ask you, but they don't need to be on there because they're not that fun. But I don't freaking know. I'm pretty sure the previous tenants of my building, like, almost burned the building down. <laughs> of of your, okay. So, what's your, is this like a small, like, almost townhome kind of situation? Nah, this is like a, like a, a building housing, like, 10 to 20 units. Okay. Like apartment style units. Sure. And, and so you mean previous tenants just in the building in general or previous tenants of your apartment? Of my unit. Okay. Because the, there is significant evidence that the dryer did not have the lint cl- lint trap cleaned oh, out. Oh, no. For like ever. Oh, no. The, like l- it, the dryer comes back to haunt us so many months after we most recently talked about it. Yeah. Like... I, I put in, like, a maintenance request to see if my landlords are willing to, like, have someone check the vent. Yeah. Because, like, the lint trap wasn't full of lint, but there's enough evidence to suggest that it at one time was completely full of lint. Uh-huh. To the point where, like, it started failing and just, like, leaking lint everywhere. Uh. And so, like, there's a ton of lint, like, inside the lint like behind the lint trap and like the lint trap is like caked and like plugged with lint even though someone like clearly like scooped out the bulk of it and it's just like real gnarly and it just makes me think the like vent tube is just like full of freaking lint dang so yeah that's no good yeah oh i also sorry i was doing laundry today that's why these things are on my mind Mm -hmm. i had a brief moment of thinking that my washing machine tears clothes in half (laughs) Um, what a feature that would be. <laughs> yeah, real feature. Definitely not a bug. Makes crop tops. Hmm. But the reason I thought this is because like, when I was moving, I had a few wonderful people in my life along the way offer to like help do a bit of cleaning. And so I had a bunch of like old rags and stuff for cleaning. La-di-da-di-da. People used it. I didn't really pay that much attention. But I was going to wash them here now that mm-hmm. like I'm all moved in and dealing with all my crap. So I was going to wash these rags, and so I washed them. I was pulling them out of the wash. And there were two that's like, I know these are like four little chunks of rag. And I'm like, I know these each went together in pairs, and like these were two rags, but now they're four. Mm-hmm. And like they had like frayed ends and stuff, and I was like, did these like get ripped in half in the washing machine, like both of these? <laughs> and I was convinced that they had because of just like how all the frayed ends were like still kind of attached or appeared to still be kind of attached on one of them but i think they just like tangled themselves back around because mm-hmm. turns out my cleaner helpers had just like torn the rags in half which is totally fine yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I totally was like about to do more laundry after that of like actual clothes. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait until I can talk to the people who helped me clean to make sure that like they tore these and it wasn't this freaking machine. Yeah. Because the thing is janky enough that I wouldn't be surprised if like it tore clothes in half or something. Uh, that's funny. The auto crop topping washing machine. <laughs> when you said it in half, I would have saw it in half the other way. Ah, uh, but I suppose it would be pretty indiscriminate were it a, a washing machine with that issue. Yeah. Well, and I feel like just the auto crop top feature would maybe be more useful on like a... Potentially, yeah. As long as it can also make like jorts and stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is a feature they should add. We should talk to Whirlpool about this. <laughs> or Maytag or something. I wonder which. I wonder which one would be most likely to listen to us. Definitely not Kenmore. They're, they have Mm-mm. too much going on. Too much, too many balls in the air over at Kenmore, I think. Oh, yeah, you think? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what? They make a lot of appliances. No, I, I just thought of something I can't say. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll say it anyway. Sometimes I'll leave it in. No, I'm I not going to say la- it. I think I left it in the last time you said something. I'm not going to say it, especially on the off chance that you leave it in. Oh, darn. But it's okay. I'll, I'll say it later, maybe. Or I probably won't. But... <laughs> Well, how about this? I have I have a disc retrieval story for you. It's not it's not super interesting, but hit me with um, it, Daddy. So right, so so Greg and Co were here um, this weekend. Greg and Neil and I went disc golfing twice: Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Uh, that wasn't the original Jeez. plan. We were planning on going Saturday morning, but luckily they enjoyed the course enough that they wanted to go again Sunday. And so Sunday comes. Uh, we're all doing worse than the previous day, which was frustrating for all of us. Uh, it was frustrating for me because I normally do pretty well on this course and I hadn't done great on Saturday. I had thrown a couple of really bad shots and, and done several strokes worse than I normally do. Uh, so I was just sort of annoyed with myself. And then obviously Neil and Greg were annoyed because they were like, well, okay, reasonable enough that we did poorly on a very hard course the first time we played. But now we know all the holes. So we should be able to do much better uh, the next day. Turned out that wasn't the case for us. Uh, so we were all just sort of like, you know, we were going along, we were having fun with ourselves, but it was a little annoying at times. And we come to this hole where the hole is basically, there's a bunch of trees right in front of you on a hillside and the basket's on the other side of the hill. And my play is just, you take a disc and you throw it overhand over all the trees. And I always make it. It's never really been an issue. So, you know, sometimes I come a little short and maybe I'll hit a couple of trees right at the very end, uh, but never really been a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday when we played the second round, I just threw it. I just didn't throw it high enough for no good reason. And I like clipped a tree right away. And I think that slowed down my disc and kind of jumped it up. And then it got stuck in a tree. Like I never heard it come down. Mm-hmm. And and so we're looking around the woods. Actually, Greg also threw one into a tree. And so we're looking around these woods. And the trees are like... 50 60 feet tall probably if not mm-hmm. higher like they were they're really tall trees with no branches on them until you're really far up so it's like well even if i find my disc there's no way i'm going to be able to get it right uh luckily the my disc neil saw it first was way up at the top of a tree but the tree was in a group of like four trees all growing out of the same kind of part of the ground. Mm-hmm. And so what I was able to do was, and they were all growing up at an angle, maybe like a 70-degree angle, let's say, from the ground. 
not just straight up. So they're all growing up at a slight angle, which allowed me to hug one of the trees while I walked up. Like I would, I basically shimmied up at an angle, um, like walking up a tree while hugging one to keep myself kind of balanced um, at a very awkward angle until I got high enough that I could then kick the third tree, which was the one that my disc was in, <laughs> and kick the trunk enough that the disc fell. Yeah. And it was very, it, I felt very accomplished. It was also very scary and hurt a lot coming back down because I've never climbed a tree like that. I've only ever climbed trees that I can climb like a ladder. And you just make your way up and make your way down. And this time I was like, nope, I shimmied way too high up the gr- off the ground to just drop down. I have to shimmy my way back, which was very uncomfortable. But I did it. I was very happy. Mm-hmm. And other than that, we didn't actually really get particularly close to losing any discs, which I was very surprised by. Except we learned that when we were packing up, Greg somehow just managed to just leave a disc at the course. Because <clears throat> we never lost this disc. We had it the entire time. And then he was like, oh, yep, I just don't have this disc. Uh, <laughs> and we think that like he just left it on the ground somewhere. And he didn't put his name or number on any of his discs. So... He'll probably never get it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Small casualties. Yeah. Bummer, dude. Yeah. You want to know my theory on why you guys didn't do as well the second day? Uh, Sure. Or the last I'll day give we you mine. But I'm sure yours is less accurate, but potentially more funny. Oh, no. I It's 100% more accurate because it's certainly exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Aaron's pranking you. She super glued probably, I'm going to say, like, dimes to the discs. On the, like, hidden, on, like, the underside somewhere where you're not going to look at them very much. Mm. And so they were heavier. And now since then, she's taken them off. So you can't, like, tell that they were there. But just for that day, she's super, or, like, maybe quarters. It was probably quarters she was mm-hmm. using, is my guess. No, Knowing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that was that's almost certainly certain what it. happened. Yep. Knocked off the balance a little bit. Changed the weight. That's what it, that's what it is. Very it's the only astute. reason didn't make it over those trees. Mm-hmm. Regular Sherlock Holmes over here. Well, I I think the case is closed. We can move on. Excellent. Grant has brought Fraz by Jeff Mallet. Uh, We have a small girl talking. She's saying, I'm shopping for a backpack to carry my homework, any of which would incur a big surcharge on any given airline. And... uh, uh, this girl is now talking to a slightly older woman with a, a shopping basket. And the girl is saying, what is the wrongest thing with this picture? And the older woman says, wrongest isn't a word, dear. And the small girl responds, oh, that's one of the minor issues. Chuckle, 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 giggle, giggle, giggle. You got it. Got him. Well, I want to talk to you about kind of about backpacks but less about backpacks and more about Mm. like things you put in backpacks okay and how they relate to backpacks maybe i don't know this is one of those times where i should just not describe what i wanted to talk about and just asked you what i wanted to talk about because i feel like that might have been way more clear but i don't know so like i like i pack backpacks from time to time like put stuff in it not to make this like a whole superior hiking trail story or anything but like i'm like doing hikes and stuff like i put stuff in backpacks and so like for backpacking trips and stuff i'm pretty decent at like choosing what to bring along for the trip and what to put in the pack 
Yep. So that I can kind of find that uh, nice balance between having all the stuff you really need and a little bit of the stuff you don't, but not really missing too many things that you need and don't have, you know? Okay. But so I've been thinking about backpacks recently because I'm going to start carrying a backpack a bit more often these days because I don't normally carry one in my daily life. Like I got mm. a bag that I normally carry around with me in my daily life or a lot of the time, but I'm going to be switching over to a backpack here. All right. And so the backpacks that I got on hand, none of them seem suitable, at least for what I want. Because the one that I would say is probably most suitable is like my school backpack that I use in undergrad and stuff. And it's just, it's had a rough life. Homeboy yeah. needs retirement soon. Yeah. Uh, the past week that I've been using it, homeboy, uh, I forgot that he he lost a lot of his zipper pulls. <laughs> so I've been opening zippers by like grabbing the zipper thing. <laughs> yeah. Just feeling like some like some scrub. So I've been looking at backpacks, thinking about backpacks, la di da di da. I'm trying to decide like how big of a backpack do I need? Like mm-hmm. and so it's got me thinking about like, well, what stuff do I need? What stuff do I really need? What stuff like is just here because I have space? Cause that's something that I find often with packs. Also with like backpacking trip style packs too, is like it's really easy to fall into the trap of just like packing stuff into it until it's full so even if you don't need like that much space you just keep putting stuff in until it gets full when really like half of the stuff is unnecessary so i was going to ask you about backpacks i'm guessing first of all this is a statement but it's more of a question is i'm guessing you don't use backpacks very often in your day-to-day life that i don't what use backpacks very often use backpacks yeah um that's kind of true. So, uh, it, to be very brief, the uh, the not useful part of the answer is that I did just recently get a backpack for disc golfing, but that's not really pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bigger backpack that I use for travel purposes typically. Um, so it's you know your typical kind of school school type of backpack. You know, multiple pockets, a laptop compartment, pen pen organizer, parts, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got it from my sister. It was one that she got as an internet Polaris. So it says Polaris on it, but it's a it's a very nice backpack. Mm-hmm. And that big is my zippered like, pockets and stuff. Big zippered pockets. I I currently use it to kind of store some things. And then if I were traveling, like when I went up to Washington a few months ago, or going to Minnesota, uh, it's my go to thing to pack up with stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also got. I may have told you this. My mom got me for Christmas. A very small backpack made by Eddie Bauer that mm. uh, folds up into itself. Ah. That whole thing. So, I know those. I don't know if you've told me about it, but I am aware of those. Okay. So the main interior pocket is just one big bag. You just throw mm-hmm. stuff into it with a small, like, a small little, like, tablet sleeve, essentially, on the backside that you could use for something. I almost never do. And then on the outside, there is a small pocket um, up top that you can throw, like, I often throw, like, my wallet and keys in there if I'm, like, mm-hmm. bringing it to a park. And then there's also a small vertical, like, a vertical pocket with a vertical zipper that you mm-hmm. can just also throw a couple things in there if you want to keep a couple things separate. So it's mm-hmm. very small and compact, but with just enough organization for, like, day-to-day use. And that's what I use pretty frequently actually if it's like oh we're going out to a park 
or I'm going to go work somewhere else than in my room. Like I'm going to go work outside. That's what I bring. Okay. So actually a reasonable amount, I would say. I use a backpack. Sounds like you use them way more than I was expecting. I was kind of (laughs) expecting, oh yeah, like I don't go to work. Like I work from a home and stuff. So like I never freaking touch backpacks. Shut up, you idiot. Stupid question. (laughs) No, I I like backpacks. So I like I I try to use them because I like them as a way of holding things and carrying things. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I actually am trying to get out of this conversation. Trying Mm -hmm. to be more direct. Because overall, I guess my concern with the backpacks that I'm considering and the things that I'm looking at, some of the ones that I like the most, I'm concerned that they're not backpacky enough. No, that's a dumb word. Like, like they're not, they're not, uh, large enough and, uh, divided enough Hmm. for what I need or for what I want. Not what I need. Cause I feel like. What I need, they're probably totally fine, but I don't know how to assess that. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about like, how do you, how do you decide what you don't need and like what you actually need? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there's a few aspects to this. And honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a go, but I would bank on, let's hope Mikhail hears this and you can reach out to him or he'll reach out to you because this is way up his alley. I was going to text uh, him today about it, to be totally honest, but I was like, I haven't texted him yet, so I'm going to talk to Mark about it first, and I'll probably like text him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, this is very much up his alley. He, he likes thinking about this stuff. Yeah. Because uh, he's in an interesting position where he both has a, like, in my mind, what I would consider almost like a minimal viable number of things that he'll carry, like like his, mm-hmm. like his a go bag almost sort of thing, but he also really hates having excess weight. Mm-hmm. Like he likes optimizing for a small bag, and I don't actually know where he lands in terms of what he chooses to bring with him. For me, I have the main benefit of I almost never need to worry about weather. So mm-hmm. considerations of do I need space for extra layers? You know, any backpack that I carry, I am not stuffing it so full that I don't have room for a quarter zip. <laughs> Like, if I feel like I may need that because I'm going to be out for a long time or I may just get a little chilly sitting outside uh, or I'm mm-hmm. wearing one out and it might get warmer later, I always have room for something like that. And that's pretty much the only consideration I really need for backpacks in, in my, like, typical day-to-day usage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, for me, it's, you know, where am I going and what are the specific things that I need to like accomplish my goals where I'm going. So if I'm going out to work, it's like, well, I need my computer. I typically need like a pair of headphones. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I think I'm going to do a bunch of concentrated work and like, maybe I need like paper or something, but I almost never bring a paper notebook with me. Oftentimes I'll bring my iPad. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that. And then like water, I, I don't bring much else than that. Mm-hmm. If I'm just kind of going out and about very briefly uh it of course the whole like oh i'm traveling and i'm going somewhere different is is a slightly different equation mm-hmm. but then it's more just what what is reasonable to assume right if i'm going out hiking in a place that i'm unfamiliar or uncomfortable with well maybe having a small amount of first aid or extra water all that sort of stuff yeah. that's just kind of natural yeah you bring it along but i don't agonize over those decisions too much okay because i was gonna ask you like so what about the things that 
are like the do you plan for the unexpected often and what you packed or or pack or mm-hmm. do you just like normally pack for what you know you'll need and then just not worry about the other crap it, it's almost for me it's almost always the pack for what i know okay um and if there are like if it's like a known unknowns right which which is what i think of when i'm going hiking in a new place or just traveling to somewhere different like going up to washington was of course the most recent thing where we were going to be out going to various beaches going to a rainforest like we're just going to be out about all the time mm-hmm. but then the main considerations are is you know nice luckily we're in a group is do we think we'll need sunscreen does someone have that uh does anyone have like some amount of first aid stuff you know, we're not going to bring along a whole thing because we're not mm-hmm. doing anything like dangerous on the face of it. But you're putting yourself in a position where something maybe could happen and you might be a little f- ways away from uh, help. Yeah. So you just want to be have a, have enough prepared to deal with like the most like the, the 90 percent or like the 90th percentile of events mm-hmm. is like what I think about it. Like I'm not worried about things that could happen in a worst case scenario because i'm not in those sorts of situations Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i think i think that's kind of my my big thought process in in that is you think about what are the unknowns that i know about Mm -hmm. just kind of gauge what are the things that make sense to prepare for in that situation Mm -hmm. Um, and if there are known knowns then you deal with those as you see fit right like when i go disc golfing i'm going out hiking essentially like there's lots and lots of hills lots of wildlife lots of poison oak uh so you know i dress accordingly i have tick repellent that i can put on but that's that most of that is like preparation beforehand Mm -hmm. so yeah okay but my my kind of my kind of vague advice is you know, you have a couple bags on hand, even if it's a little silly to not fill them up, try and like go with as little as you can. That's right. Yeah. That's And then build for. up from there. Like really what? focus on what you actually need to do what you need to do. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. But I am interested to find out what backpack, what kind of backpack you end up getting. Oh God, no. We, we might not want to talk about this again. No, we'll, we'll we can revisit Certainly. Well, you I'll don't need share. to tell me. Once I hit a on the podcast, point. I just okay. am okay. curious on the side where you end up. Yeah. In terms of like size and and feature set of your backpack. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm down with that. Ready to move on to on a Claire day by ah oh, Nikes Clara Carla. Oh, frick noise. Carla. See, you could fix that one because you know I'm going to mess up the next. Ven- Ventresca and Henry Beckett. So we've got a woman holding some, uh, we're going to go with laundry in her living room with a nice comfy looking chair. A kitty cat sitting on the chair and a dog sitting on the floor. Both of them appear to be napping. The woman's turning towards the animals and says, Lulu, pretty soon Paul will be home, and that's his favorite chair too. So you'll have to move. Unless you want to curl up on his lap, he might be okay with that. Then it cuts to Lulu speaking to, 
I assume Lulu as the cat, speaking to the dog. What is she talking about? I don't know, says the dog. Does it involve food? I don't think so. And cuts to the cat and dog kind of going back to sleep as the cat's saying, I'm not, then I'm not interested. Did you get a pet? Silly kitty cats. No. Oh. <laughs> um, what's your favorite place to sit in your current living situation? Uh, can I just talk about my last living situation? Uh, no. Because uh, I don't have, like, I have a place to sit other mm-hmm. than, like, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you prefer? That, the floor, or where you're currently sitting? Uh, I guess where I'm currently sitting, but I don't really like it. Hmm. Because right now, other than, like, I get, well, I guess my desk chair. I have my desk chair. I was going to say, other than, like, no, I have a lot of chairs. <laughs> like, it depends what you're talking about, like... It's like, what's my favorite place to sit in my whole, like, living situation, period, full stop? That's probably going to be, like, out on my little balcony porch area. All right. But, like, that's, it's not a, like, every situation sitting spot, if you know what I mean. It's a, like, for sure, one or two situations sitting spot, and it's really the rarest situation sitting spot. So, like, my most common that I enjoy a sitting spot is, like, I got a old dingy recliner that i've been using mm-hmm. just kind of out of necessity which is just meh but in the floor that's fair you got any favorite spots um yeah i think well of course aaron and i each sort of have our own spots on the couch mm-hmm. and so that's sort of like the comfort place but i actually really like the chair that we also have in our living room like it's not an amazing chair it's a kind of cheap chair from target uh, kind of an armchair sort of thing, or a reading chair, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd call it. What color is it? Uh, a light blue. Okay. And I I like that. I don't sit there very often, but it faces away from the window. So you kind of get, like, you're not looking out the window. You kind of get the light shining behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a slightly different view of the whole apartment. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of, it's nice for the novelty of it. I don't think it'd be my favorite if it was like, that's my seat. I only sit there because it's not entirely comfortable to watch TV from there because it's at an off angle, but Mm -hmm. it's a nice place to kind of just sit and hang out. I see. Yeah. Yeah. What goes, what goes into like, this is an ill-formed question, but for you, yeah, what are like important characteristics of a good place to sit? Um... I must say, it's got to have some sort of proximity to uh, horizontal surf, like tables or something, like places mm. where I can set things. Okay. Like it first of all has to be comfortable in some way. It has to have a degree of natural light, but yet privacy from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's got to have some sort of proximity to outlets. Because my favorite spot, I'm probably going to have some sort of electronic device that I'm going to need to charge at some point. Or like a heating blanket or something. Okay. Um, wow, I got a lot more of... I thought I was going to have like one or two of these characteristics. <laughs> I've put, I guess, more thought into this than I thought. Having the ability to change position is very nice. Whether that is like, for example, like a couch, like you could sit in one of the seats on the couch or you could like lay down from that seat and into other seats Hmm. or like a recliner you could sit up in it or you could recline back in it okay or i guess honestly 
like a non-reclining armchair with, say, an ottoman in front of it could still work because you could sit up in the chair or you could bridge yourself from the seat of the chair across the ottoman so you're still laying down. <laughs> okay. Which I <laughs> will admit has been a strategy at times in my life. Uh-huh. In a favorite seat or two. But, like, it needs to be... It's got a set of characteristics, but it also needs to be, like, flexible enough to accommodate non-ideal situations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a good backpack. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things is I can't have, like, a door or window at my back. That's one of the biggest ones. Door, I sort of understand. Window, I, I don't, but that's fair. <laughs> well, it's fair for like, you to feel that way. Like, glare and stuff. Yeah. Also, like, people, like, peeping on you, you know? If I got a window at my back, I'm always going to be thinking someone's, like, spying on me, trying to, like, catch a glimpse of me, you know? But, like, if your back is to them, that's way less of a worry than if you're, like, full frontal to the window. What do you mean? Well, I'm just saying in terms of, like, a- anything, uh, I feel like if you're if you're worried about someone looking through the window, it's it's way more, like, protected with your back to it. Like, if you're sitting in a chair and your back's to a window, all they can see is, like... Your neck and your head. Can't see nothing. Yeah, but like... If if you're being peeped on, you like to know. Yeah. Well, and boy. I think more importantly, they can see what I'm doing. Yeah. Like if I'm like doing some online banking or something. But again, you're like blocked. Your back is blocking that. <laughs> Not if I'm doing it on my TV. <laughs> I don't know. Well, then regardless of where you're sitting, that's a problem with your TV placement. Well, your TV is always going to be in front of you. Okay, that just has to be a given. If the TV is behind you, you're an idiot. I'm not saying behind you, but it could be, like, off to the side. Like, I'm thinking of my apartment where, like, the chair that I like to sit in is, like, on an adjacent wall to the TV. And you can slightly turn the chair and watch the TV just fine. It's just not as nice as the couch that's directly across from the TV. Yeah. That's all. Okay, sorry, I thought you were implying, like, having the TV behind you, and I was just about yeah, to, Yeah, like, you watch it with a series of mirrors. <laughs> I was about to tear you a new orifice. Uh, well, luckily we don't have to see that happen. Or hear it, it happen, happen, I suppose. Yeah. That's really what the <laughs> listeners would be doing. <laughs>